Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This is the Standout Seven. Over the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back at a week that saw mourning continue for Queen Elizabeth II, a tour of the country by new King Charles III, more gains for Ukraine, and tennis great Roger Federer announced his retirement. This is the Standout Seven from the Smart Seven. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get daily updates at 7 a.m. Charles is officially the King of England. King Charles III was proclaimed monarch and head of the Commonwealth after a historic ascension ceremony which was televised for the first time in history. He also approved the day of the Queen's funeral, Monday the 19th of September, as a bank holiday. The Prince Charles Philip Arthur George is now Charles III. God save the King. God save the King. King, who was Prince of Wales longer than any other. Three cheers for His Majesty the King. Hip hip. Hip hip. Hip hip. Crowds gathered in Edinburgh, Cardiff and Belfast to hear formal declarations to the devolved nations that Queen Elizabeth II had died and King Charles III has acceded to the throne. Speaking before the Ascension Council, the new king said his mother's death had been an irreparable loss and pledged to follow in her footsteps. In taking up these responsibilities, I shall strive to follow the inspiring example I have been set. He also formally attended Parliament to hear condolences from the speakers of the Commons and Lords. Sir Lindsay Hoyle emphasised the intertwined nature of royalty and government in the UK constitution and offered his heartfelt sympathy to the royal family over the death of the Queen. Deep as our grief is, we know yours is deeper. We offer our heartfelt sympathy to you and all the royal family. During his speech in Westminster Hall, the new king thanked the speakers for their addresses and paid tribute to the late sovereign, his beloved mother. The tangible connections to my darling late mother we see all around us, from the fountain in New Palace Yard to the sundial in Old Palace Yard for the Golden Jubilee. Thousands of mourners have been queuing since Wednesday to pay homage to Queen Elizabeth II as she lies in state at Westminster Hall ahead of Monday's state funeral. Wednesday saw Her Majesty's coffin pulled on a gun carriage and draped with the royal standard. Behind, the newly proclaimed king led the procession, followed by his three siblings and other senior members of the royal family. As the coffin arrived at Westminster Palace, onlookers were serenaded by the choirs of Westminster Abbey and St James's Palace. The coffin was then carried to Westminster Hall and placed on a wooden pedestal where a short service led by the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, began. He opened proceedings with a prayer. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you 
and give you peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. As the queue continues day and night, with over four miles of mourners slowly walking past the body of Queen Elizabeth, more details have emerged about the plan for Monday's state funeral at Westminster Abbey. The Queen herself was involved in planning for what's likely to be one of the biggest ceremonial events held in the UK since the end of World War II. The whole event's tightly scheduled, with the Queen's piper due to play a lament at the end of the ceremony, followed by a national two-minute silence at midday. 200 people from the Queen's birthday honours list have been invited to be part of the 2,000 official attendees. There'll also be hundreds of world leaders, including Joe Biden, Emmanuel Macron and Japanese Emperor Naruhito. Retired RAF Marshal Edward Stringer says it's going to require an enormous amount of security and planning. They're all going to be in one building, in one city, and that city is London. I think it's almost unprecedented, uh, and so of course the security operation uh, will be intense. In Ukraine, the country's armies made remarkable advancements across the last 10 days. Monday saw Colonel General Sirikski, commander of the Ukrainian ground forces, delighted to be able to hold a Ukrainian flag-raising ceremony in Balaklia. Today we are completing the liberation of Balaklia, the first big city in our offensive, and I am sure that this will not be the last city. Ukraine's now recaptured over 8,000 square kilometres of territory, including the city of Izium. President Zelensky attended a flag-raising there on Wednesday as details emerged of a plan by Ukrainian security services which involved mass-texting Russian soldiers in Ukraine with a special phone number they can call to surrender. One of those calls from a Russian soldier was released. Hello. Hello. Is this Ukraine? Yes, this is Ukraine. Received a text that if we wish to surrender to call this number. Yes, if you wish to surrender. Where should we come by? If you're fighting, you're located in a certain region. Well, yes. You'll come pick us up. Yes, you'll be picked up so you'd need to send over your personal information and location if you wish to surrender. Ursula von der Leyen, President of the European Commission, emphasized Europe's ongoing support for Ukraine in her annual State of the Union address and visited Kiev in person on Thursday. And I stand here with a conviction that with the necessary courage and with the necessary solidarity, Putin will fail and Ukraine and Europe will prevail. Thursday also saw a summit meeting in Uzbekistan between Russian President Vladimir Putin and Chinese leader Xi Jinping, which saw them discuss the war in Ukraine and China's issues with Taiwan. The pair pledged that China and Russia would work together as great powers, but the Chinese leader still hasn't been drawn into endorsing Russia's invasion despite Vladimir Putin's best efforts. In connection with the Ukrainian crisis, I understand your questions and your point of view. I firmly intend to adhere to the principle of one China and condemn the provocations of the United States and neighbouring countries in Ukraine. Even as plans are made for the state funeral, the energy crisis continues, with Parliament suspended until the period of mourning has come to an end. Liz Trust did announce plans for a price freeze for domestic customers, but the details for businesses are not clear, and all that's now been put on ice. However, new Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng has been working on an emergency mini-budget for next Friday, which could see winter tax cuts and more detail on energy support. He's also proposing something called Big Bang 2.0, which would see the cap on bankers' bonuses lifted as the government looks to drive growth in the economy. 
Rachel Winter, partner and manager at Killick & Co, explained why to Radio 4's Today programme. Well, the Chancellor's made it very clear that his sole objective is growth. The original Big Bang um, came in the time of Margaret Thatcher, and he's clearly using that phrase um, to try and show that this new policy of taking uh, the bonus cap away will help the city to perhaps grow again and, and regain some of the growth that it lost because of the Brexit rules. But bankers are not the only sector in need of help, and Chief Executive of the City Pub Group, Clive Watson, says there's a simple thing that would make a big impact. But the one thing they can do tomorrow, which will have a big impact, is to reduce VAT. Still to come on the standout seven, Roger Federer exits tennis and it all kicks off at the Emmys as Jimmy Kimmel puts his foot in it. Right after this. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. Twitter's former head of security, Peter Zatko, testified in front of the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee on Tuesday that the site is riddled with security risks. It included an allegation that lax controls on employees leaves user data vulnerable to exploitation. Well, Twitter weren't having any of it, with a company spokesperson describing Mr Zatko's testimony as inconsistent and inaccurate in a statement following the hearing. But the whistleblower left senators in shock by claiming their accounts could be taken over in an instant. This kind of vulnerability is not in the abstract. It's not far-fetched to say that an employee inside the company could take over the accounts of all of the senators in this room. One of the all-time tennis greats, Roger Federer, announced he's intending to retire after next week's Lava Cup in London. At 41, he's been a giant of the sport, winning 20 Grand Slam titles and becoming the first male player to win more than 14 Grand Slams. But after over 1,500 matches, he says his body's just not up to the pace of the ATP Tour anymore. Tennis has treated me more generously than I ever would have dreamt, and now I must recognise when it is time to end my competitive career. The Labour Cup next week in London will be my final ATP event. I will play more tennis in the future, of course, but just not in Grand Slams or on the Tour. The 74th Primetime Emmys took place on Monday night. Ted Lasso and Succession were the big winners, but the only topic on social media has been what exactly was going on when comedian Quinta Brunson had to literally step over Jimmy Kimmel to receive her Outstanding Writer for a Comedy Series Award. The talk show host had been dragged onto the stage as part of a skit before the awards nominees were announced, but didn't get up, even when Quinta began to make her acceptance speech. Following the saga, Quinta says she wasn't too bothered by his actions, at least not yet. Tomorrow maybe I'll be mad at him. I'm going to be on his show on Wednesday, so I might punch him in the face. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And Jimmy was oblivious as ever. Honestly, I, I made nothing of it because I, my eyes closed. I had no idea where I was. It was one of the weirdest things that has ever happened to me. This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7am, with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Dogs. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 